just as you can enjoy a coffee that it has its burning features as I burned my tongue earlier today, but it has its sweet notes and it has its different characteristics, some pleasant and some not. The important thing is to focus on that the overall experience is of benefit to you. So focus on the good parts of that experience as a whole and learn from the bad, but focus on enjoying that sweet, strong espresso. Welcome to Star of the Doubts. This is Jared Easley. I'm joined by a couple friends here. We're having some coffee, rightfully so. Juan Sepulveda from thegentlemansbrotherhood.com and Niall Nickel from nilenickel.com. Gentlemen, welcome. Great to be with you this morning. Pleasure being with you, brother. So, Niall, we'll start with you. What are you drinking? Hey, I'm having a nice hot latte this morning. <laughs> a nice hot latte. And that was hard to say, wasn't I, it? I, yeah, I'm going to have to sip my coffee to <laughs> untwist the tongue here. And what about you, Juan? I have a lava temperature cappuccino right here with me. <laughs> All right, now, this is going to be a little bit of a stretch, but I know you to be a man who can uh, handle stretches. So here we go. I want to talk about how your choice in coffee, how that reflects on business. So, or what parallels can you draw from your coffee to business or in life, life and business? How about that? Well, you know, I, I like that question. And I like a latte. A latte is obviously coffee brewed with milk. And it tends to be a little bit more mellow and bland and all of that, which oh, is wow. the approach I take not only to life, That's good. but business. Yeah. You know, I like to have a consultative approach. I hate a hard sale. And that, hey, it matches. <laughs> well played. That is amazing. I love that answer. <laughs> that was a really good answer. It's yeah. a very good question. I have a cappuccino, which is comprised of a third espresso a third steamed milk and a third of the just the steamed milk and then the froth. So it is a stronger side of coffee. I think that I could parallel that with my strategic thinking that it's covered with an insulating, <laughs> an insulating layer of protection. So, wow. <laughs> I, I'm proud of that answer, Juan. I, I'm drinking just a regular coffee with a little bit of Splenda and a little bit of half and half. And I'm not even going to attempt to interpret that. So. <laughs> I'll let now harshly judge me is what I'll do. You, you don't want us to jump in on that one, do you? <laughs> yeah, actually, if you, were to, if you were to have that beverage, how would you no, interpret no, that no, one? I, I don't want to do that. It wouldn't be nice. <laughs> All right, fair enough. So, Niall, I, I'm a fan of yours, and I want the record to reflect that. I want to hear about what you've been up to, not just since the new year, but just what's been going on in general. I was running the social media business hour for a number of years. In right. fact, we went through three years, did a lot of episodes, enjoyed it a lot, learned a lot. I think I helped a lot of people out. It's still up and active, but I haven't published anything in, in a year now. I started transitioning more to uh, television and radio work, and I've been doing the uh, top technology tips where I uh, provide tech tips and new tech insights to radio and television audiences. I am getting ready to take that now from radio and television. I'll continue to do that, but I'm going to move that into a podcast. And do you have a timeline on that? Or Well, the, the launch of that, I wanted it to be last October. Life and business sometimes gets in the way. <laughs> I can relate. The current date is, uh, is April 1st, and I suspect I will come out with about uh, 12 uh, podcasts at that date. So, and then start daily from there. Juan, I'm eager to hear the, 
the same from you. For some people that aren't going to be familiar with what you're up to, maybe just a quick catch up and then, you know, what's going on currently? Well, the Gentleman's Brotherhood started in 2015. It's been a slow start, but a steady progress. And in it, I try to help men be introspective and become or aspire to become the best version possible of themselves. And in all aspects, in their personal life, their family life, their business, the way in which they deal with difficulties and the high parts of life. And this stems from my desire to be the best dad, the best husband possible. And, you know, every man is, has his flaws and he has his, his virtues. And I think it's important for a man to be clearly aware of what those are so that then he can make headway and take steps in the direction of improving, subduing those things that make them perhaps fault and fueling the things that can make them excellent. So, so where is that at currently? Because I, I know this is something you've been passionate about for a long time. So what, what's the latest? Well, so far I have two episodes in the can. I have several interviews that are being edited that I will be publishing. But I didn't want to settle with just having a uh, interview format. So I'm trying to embellish it with some story and make sure that it's, it's an appealing and, and very attractive medium so, th- right. so that I can, it's not just two guys talking, but there's also the, that voice, that third person analyzing what happened in the conversation. So I've been taking a lot of notes, uh, writing down a lot of ideas of, of concepts I want to develop within the, the format of the show which is the reason why I don't have a lot of episodes on that, on that podcast. So it's still a work in progress with the podcast. It is. Yeah. The, the blog portion of it is, is one that I continue to contribute. I have uh, gentlemen across the country that contribute every now and then. And on our Facebook page, we do share common interests. So we have discussions and all in the effort of moving a man to know himself better and work toward improving himself. What's well All right, I'm going to flip this over to Niall for a moment. Niall, you're in a scenario where you have an idea, you follow through with the idea, and then people take your idea and do something similar. How do you process that? Well, that's life. That is life. I like that. That's all we as humans have done since civilization. We continue to find something that really inspires us and interests us, and we go, wow what about this? And when that original idea doesn't include that, what about this? That's where we tend to add that and embellish it. And it really takes creativity and it takes it to the next element. So really, I consider that a compliment. It's going to happen. And if you think that you're going to come out with something and it's going to be the be all end all unique thing that nobody else is going to have, I think the only person you're fooling is yourself you know, expect it to happen. And not only that, but maybe encourage it. Because ideally, if we're delivering value to the people that are listening to us, we want to create life-changing moments for them. And our message may not be the one that does that, but the message that somebody hears, they have an epiphany, and they've got something new and exciting to add to what we've said, it could really cause greater change. So, it's going to happen. Take it as a compliment and embellish it. All right, Juan, let's pretend that you're designing t-shirts and people online are stealing your designs. How do you handle that? That is a 
that it's a very realistic scenario. <laughs> All right. So Seriously. in full disclosure, Niall, <laughs> Juan is actually going through this right now. So. <laughs> yeah, among other things. Well, as an artist, this is one thing that artists deal with. And you're an artist in your own regard. The, the product that you create is, comes out of your inspiration and it's created with the intention of helping other people in their journey. So there's a visceral reaction to that. It's, a, it's almost like an animal instinct of like, how dare this other animal encroach upon my territory? However, if you stand strong in your position, you know that in that territory, you are the dominant animal, perhaps. You see, here's the aggressiveness of the espresso that I was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice, nice callback. If you stand strong within your territory, even if they come near the perimeter, they are circumventing around your borders, you still remain the dominant. If your focus is to remain dominant, if your focus then shifts to then pay all attention to what that lesser threat is doing around your perimeter, then you lose the ground that you've already dominated. So as an artist, I have to create better work. I have to get fueled by that threat, regardless of its size, and come out stronger with better work and something that's going to solidify my stance in my own territory. All right, now, let's hear your thoughts. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I'm glad that you brought that up because there's, I'm going to moderate between the two answers. Yes. If somebody takes, you know, a t-shirt idea or a show idea or a book idea, whatever it may be, and they take it to the next level, they add, they contribute value to it. I think that's dramatically different than literally copying exactly what you're doing. And that is a big, big deal. I do uh, a lot of things where you get trademarks and patents and, and all of that to protect that original idea. But by the same token, I want somebody to take that and improve on it. Maybe we both profit more from it. But the bottom line is if somebody's just doing nothing, they're being lazy, they're just copying and knocking off what you've got, that's where you come at them full force and, and do what you have to do to protect it. Oh, <laughs> I feel like uh, Niall might be having some espresso. <laughs> Still on the latte. <laughs> Still drinking the latte. All right, so uh, Niall, we know that you're going to be working on this new show. You told us a timeline. What is something that we can expect from those early episodes? One of the things that I'm doing, and as I said, I do television and radio right now, which is going phenomenally well. The television audience has grown to about 200,000 on a weekly basis. The radio audience is about 65 million. So they're big numbers. I'm hoping to translate that into the podcast and some monetization that's not sure. happening on radio and TV. But covering technology, I look to theme the technology and introduce new technology to people. For April, for example, I will be introducing all technology that helps in a healthcare-related manner. So eyes, ears, teeth, nausea, you know, from motion sickness and things like that. I've got a number of things that will be coming up. And so literally, it's just introducing people to technology in a daily three-minute segment. So fast, easy to consume. You know, it's one of the things that they do in their morning ritual or heading to work. But by the same token, if they get interested, I'm going to have a weekly review that will be a longer episode, probably in the vicinity of a half hour to 45 minutes. So you want that small bite? I've got it for you. If you want the longer, more detailed and involved story, I have that for you too. I like that. 
Uh, we're going to start to wrap up here in a moment, but before we do, you've been to different events, different conferences. I'm curious, what's an event or a conference that you feel has been a good experience for you and maybe something that you had like a takeaway or something you learned? Well, last year, I went to Podcast Movement in, in Chicago, and I had an opportunity to speak there to my fellow podcasters. And I went in, of course, with some expectations of what the event would bring, what the fellowship would be with the fellow podcasters. And, but it was so short of an expectation compared to what I got out of it. These people that I had been listening to on podcasts for years that I saw as these unreachable giants were my brothers that week. These were people that revealed how they had the same kind of struggles that I did. So in a way, it helped me see myself as an equal with these people that I had been admiring. That has a twofold effect. One, it gives me a deeper respect for these individuals because it humanizes them for me. And the other effect it has is it, it motivates me incredibly because I know that I can continue moving forward and, and gaining ground in what I do just like they did. It, my, all of a sudden, my goals become that much more attainable and, and more realistic. So that's, I can say that overall, that's the, that was the biggest benefit I got from going to podcast movement that I was able to really rub shoulders with people that I admired and in a way, I grew with them. I'm going to flip it to you, Niall. Same question. When I uh, look at a conference and I agree with uh, the conference that you're, you're talking about, it was, it was phenomenal. And of course, we're talking about a conference that you personally have a tie to. So. <laughs> well, I didn't plan that. Uh, yeah, just a little <laughs> asterisk there. But it's for podcasting, probably one of the best conferences that's out there. It's certainly the biggest. It, it's become the mecca spot for podcasters to go. But personally, I try to attend about six conferences a year, and not all related to podcasting, but podcasting, social media, internet, and online businesses, as well as the technology segment that I'm in. So CES becomes one of those, uh, the Consumer Electronics Show. But whenever I attend any of those, I look for two things. The first thing I look for is I look for one takeaway idea that I could use to grow and improve my life or business. And I mean life or business. The second thing that I look for are the connections with people that I haven't met before that I want to get to know and I find inspiring by the same token. I find that so many of those relationships improve my life and business maybe years down the road, but nevertheless it happens. So if I could walk away with a new contact or two and I could walk away with one new idea, the investment of that conference, and I look at all of those as an investment, has been well worthwhile. No, that's well said. All right. Now we'll start with you. What's the best place for people to connect with you online? Best place to connect with me uh, is one of two places. They could go to nilenickel.com where they find all the radio and television work that I do. But if they want the technology tips, go to Top Technology Tips. They could go to toptechnologytips.com or go to Facebook on Top Technology Tips. Find me either place. I love it. And you won. The first place what I, where I would invite people to go would be thegentlemansbrotherhood.com. Also, you can write it as thegentsbro.com <laughs> in case you're taking quick notes. Fair enough. And from there, you can find me in almost any social media network. I am very active on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. So thegentlemansbrotherhood.com will be your 
your place to go. Thank you for this opportunity. All right. So we close with final thoughts. We'll start with you, Juan. We'll close out with Niall. Uh, final thoughts. My final thoughts would be that just as you can enjoy a coffee, that it has its burning features as I burned my tongue earlier today, but it has its sweet notes and it has its different characteristics, some pleasant and some not. The important thing is to focus on that the overall experience is of benefit to you. So focus on the good parts of that experience as a whole and learn from the bad, but focus on enjoying that sweet, strong espresso. Wow. He just brewed up a really good final thought there. And, and Niall, how about you? Well, one of the things that I, uh, I think about when I'm talking with people that are listening to us is they're doing it for some reason, and they're typically doing it to make some change. They want to maybe start a podcast. They're looking to inspire themselves to do something different in their life. And I respect that. By the way, I look at that. And I've got some younger kids as well as older. But the younger kids, they all have a huge fear of failure. I find that sometimes that's paralyzing. And it's not just to my kids. It's to a lot of people. I have a simple motto, a simple statement that I use a lot. And I'll close with that. Do something, even if it's wrong. Do something, even if it's wrong. Interesting. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Thank you.